This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Control myself when I'm with you. Feel the pressure. 
Ne mahara mai, ne mai hoki mai kahukura rainbow whānau. You are tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. You are tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapui, queer, questioning, fafafine, kaivine, asexual, bi, and all those fabulousness in between, and of course outside of those scopes, because sometimes fluidity is where it's at. You're tuned in with Lady H on your mic for your funky fry, yay. Hope you've had a fab week. You're keeping yourself, if you're in Aotearoa, you're keeping yourself well and warm. If you're across international waters, you're enjoying that sunshine and still keeping yourself well. Uh, we're still looking after ourselves in terms of uh, of the vid. So hope that you're in an enlightened and empowered, safe and happy space. Fano, that's what we want for us all. Our Kahukura Rainbow Fano for sure. Coming up on your show, we've got, of course, wrapping up with weekend events. What's hot and happening around Aotearoa for your coming weekend? HIV Heroes. Some snippets from U Equals You, which is the cope up or the campaign that's come around the world, around the globe. Undetectable equals untransmissible. U Equals You. And these are three snippets of HIV Heroes, episode one, two, and three, with our whanau out there that are working within this space, sharing their story so that you can hear and be a part of the kaupapa that's going on. We've got news, what's hot and happening around Aotearoa and across international waters in terms of the happenings in our world, hence the around the world. And first up, we've got... Pride Poetry. A couple of clips there for you. Lee McCoby, a powerful poem about what it feels like to be transgender. And the first one, I didn't mean to, an LGBTQ spoken word poem. And of course, we've got beats through there and some busty ones too to get you kick-started for your weekend. So that's what's hot and happening on the show. We love having you on board. Stay tuned, Farnham. We're going to get into the goodness. I didn't mean to. I was ten, and I liked the way she walked. She always walked upright and poised, like a princess. I liked that, and I didn't mean to memorize it. I was thirteen, and I did mean to trade hoodies with her because mine was warmer and she was cold. But I didn't mean to like it so much. I didn't mean to like doting on her. I didn't mean to want to keep her warm and make her smile and look after her when she was sick or hurt. I didn't mean to like it when she leaned into me while I wrapped her up on a starry night at camp. And I didn't mean to think it. Still thirteen and learning to girl talk about boys, I didn't have a reason to. I sat across from her staring, smiling while she spoke, tuning out her words for a moment and the thought. Kiss her. I pulled back. I don't think she noticed me scrunch up my face. Gross. What a gross thing to think about. My darling friend. I didn't even know there was a word to define this sin. I just knew that this was weird because girls don't kiss girls. 
I was 14. And we became friends so very quickly. I scooped her up the way extroverts do and pulled her into the whirlwind of me faster than she could even orient. We were so natural, so alike, so magnetic, and our friendship was a wildfire. For all those years, I didn't mean to miss her any more than the others when she'd be gone. I didn't mean to get so wildly excited when she beckoned me into the hall to hug her home. And I didn't mean to think about the way she smelled. All the time. I didn't mean to notice every time I passed something in the store that she might like or need. I didn't mean to think about that. I didn't mean to like the way her nickname in my phone flashed on my lock screen. I didn't mean to hold her letters to my chest to lay awake in my bed and fret when she got sick so often. I didn't mean to want to hug her all the time. I didn't mean to want to kiss her nose to make her laugh. I didn't mean to just watch her exist when I knew she wasn't looking. I didn't mean to like the way she tucked her hair behind her ear. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to fall in love. I swear before the jaws of hell itself that I didn't mean to fall in love. I didn't mean to fall apart when she pushed me away. I didn't mean to burn with green when she preferred somebody else. It was so, so stupid when I cried in my car on Halloween. I was so, so stupid for her. I didn't mean to have the dreams where she held my hand and my heart just beat so fast. <laughs> the dream where we sat on the couch while twilight faded and it happened in the very last light. When she kissed me, it wasn't weird or gross. It wasn't like that, it wasn't. It was soft. It was gentle, and it was kind, and it was pretty. She was so pretty. And I didn't mean to cry when I woke up again. Woke up again to her tired, lukewarm smiles and a silent, cold shoulder. I didn't mean to. I never meant to. I can't tell you how hard I tried to fight it. How often I prayed that it would go away. How often I yanked at my hair and cried into my pillowcase and hated myself. Hated myself. Hated myself because I wanted her to love me. I wanted her to be so, so stupid for me. And I hated that I wanted that because that was supposed to be weird and gross because girls don't kiss girls. But it wasn't, it wasn't weird. It was as natural as a breeze shuffling the summer leaves. It wasn't gross. It was as pure and crystalline as a mountain spring, cool and fresh and sharp and awake. Each one so beautiful, and I'll admit my guilt. I wanted them to love my skin, 
I wanted that too. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, but I was made with this preset, and I hope someday you can understand that, and maybe someday see how utterly impossible it is to call something so very, very pretty perverse. Something so soft and gentle and kind, something so right. Something so natural and pure and crystalline as love. My love, the way I love. I didn't mean to. But maybe you can forgive me for this. The way I've had to learn to. And, well... Maybe someday I'll fall in love again. And I hope you'll forgive me if this time I mean to. The first time I uttered a prayer was in a glass-stained cathedral. I was kneeling long after the congregation was on its feet, dipped both hands into holy water, traced the trinity across my chest, my tiny body drooping like a question mark all over the wooden pew. I asked Jesus to fix me. And when he did not answer, I befriended silence in the hopes that my sin would burn and salt, my mouth would dissolve like sugar on tongue, but shame lingered as an aftertaste and an attempt to reintroduce me to sanctity. My mother told me of the miracle I was, said I could grow up to be anything I want. I decided to be a boy. It was cute. I had snapped back, toothless grin, used skin knees as street cred, played hide-and-seek with what was left of my goal. I was it, the winner to a game the other kids couldn't play. I was the mystery of an anatomy, a question asked but not answered, tight roping between awkward boy and apologetic girl. And when I turned 12, the boy phase wasn't deemed cute anymore. It was met with nostalgic aunts who missed seeing my knees in the, lad in, in the shadow of skirts, who reminded me that my kind of attitude would never bring a husband home, that I exist for heterosexual marriage and childbearing, and I swallowed the insults along with the slurs. Naturally, I did not come out of the closet. The kids at my school opened it without my permission, called me by a name I did not recognize, said lesbian, but I was more boy than girl, more Ken than Bobby. It had nothing to do with hating my body. I just love it enough to let it go. I treat it like a house, and when your house is falling apart, you do not evacuate. You make it comfortable enough to house all your insides. You make it pretty enough to invite guests over. You make the floorboards strong enough to stand on. My mother... Fears I have named myself after fading things. As she counts the echoes left behind by Maya Hall, Leela Alcon, Blake Brockington, she fears that I'll die without a whisper, that I will turn into what a shame conversations at the bus stop. She claims I've turned myself into a mausoleum, that I'm walking casket. News headlines has turned my identity into a spectacle. Bruce Jenner on everyone's lips while the brutality of living in this body becomes an asterisk at the bottom of equality pages. No one ever thinks of us as human. Because we are more ghosts than flesh. Because people fear that my gender expression is a trick. That it exists to be perverse. That it ensnares them without their consent. That my body is a feast for their eyes and hands. And once they have fed off my queer, they'll regurgitate all the parts they did not like. 
They'll put me back into the closet. Hang me with all the other skeletons. I will be the best attraction. Can you see how easy it is to talk people into coffins, to misspell their names on gravestones, and people still wonder while their boys rotting, they go away in high school hallways. They're afraid of becoming another hashtag in a second. Afraid of classroom discussions becoming like Judgment Day. And now, oncoming traffic is embracing more transgender children than parents. I wonder how long it will be before the trans suicide notes start to feel redundant, before we realize that our bodies become lessons about sin way before we learn how to love them. Like God didn't didn't save all this breath and mercy. Like my blood is not the wine that washed over Jesus' feet. My prayers are now getting stuck in my throat. Maybe I am finally fixed. Maybe I just don't care. Maybe God finally listened to my prayers. Thank you. No more harama, no more hoki mai kahukura, rainbow far no. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Tuia ngareo o te hapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports the Kaupapa Kōrero. Fa shawa, fa shawa. Then last beat there was Snog Allegra, Find Someone Like You. Now, when I was listening to that song, it really made me think not only of her connection to Atani, but it could be Tani to Tani, Wahine to Wahine, um, Aharane. And the other thing that it really made me think about too was the relationship with myself. That is one of the most important ones that we need to have. And these two uh, poetry artists talked about themselves and their journey and their relationship for what what it meant for them and their, themselves. So I want to encourage you to check out what's my relationship with me? Am I good? Am I happy? And how do I move with that? What do I need to do to move into a, a more affirmed space and state of mind and being for loving myself and affirming who I am in terms of where I stand? So a little widow out there for you, whanau. Uh, yes, so, Quina, uh, welcome back to the show. We've got weekend events, what's hot and happening for your coming weekend when we wrap up. HIV Heroes, we've got three episodes, real sh- uh, short clips are brought to you from across the globe in regards to the U equals U, which is HIV positive whanau, undetectable equals untransmissible. Of course, the beat. And then we've got coming up now news, international and Aotearoa news. What is happening around the globe? So let's get into that interesting goodness. So firstly, whānau, we're going into Aotearoa news. New Zealand AIDS Foundation changes name to Honour Pioneer. This is compliments of GayNation.co. Uh, the New Zealand AIDS Foundation, or NZAF, has changed its name to the Burnett Foundation Aotearoa. So the name honours the foundation's co-founder, pioneering AIDS activist 
Bruce Burnett, who in the early 1800s, before widespread global panic about the epidemic had reached Aotearoa, joined with a dedicated group of heroes and created a nationwide support organisation, those living with and affected by AIDS and later HIV, which was still a mystery illness at that time. So Burnett dedicated the remainder of his life to the cause that changed the face of public health in New Zealand and undoubtedly saved many, many lives. The last great act he was able to do for the response before passing away was to sign the document that secured the first round of government funding for what would soon become NZAF. Speaking about the honour, Bruce's sister Robin Mihaidi said Bruce was a pioneering campaigner, a beacon for like-minded people to join the cause, a changemaker and ultimately a lifesaver. It is hard to comprehend how brave he was to publicly reveal he was living with HIV at a time when those living with the disease were shunned and persecuted, and homosexuality, sex work and needle possession were still illegal, Mihaidi said. I'm so proud to be his sister and to see him recognised in this way. More people need to know about the legacy of my incredible brother, so it's only fitting that Burnett Foundation Aotearoa now carries his name with pride and to acknowledge and honour him always. So in terms of HIV in New Zealand, it's changed significantly since NZAF was founded back in 1985. So last month, new research released by Otago University underscored the success of our collective public health effort in response to HIV and AIDS. The data showed the number of those who acquired HIV in New Zealand continues to fall with just 43 people in 2021, the lowest figures since the 90s. The number of AIDS diagnosis and AIDS-related deaths have also continued to remain very low. So Burnett Foundation Aotearoa retains the vision, mission and principles of NZAF and play a key role in ending local HIV transmissions by 2025. Kapai. That is huge, eh, Fano? That is huge. Alright, still on GayNation.co, Human Rights Commission take control of conversion therapy complaints process. So people who believe they've experienced conversion therapy in New Zealand can now turn to the Human Rights Commission for support. They've launched a civil redress process for survivors of conversion practices six months after the Historic Conversion Practices Prohibition Legislation Act 2022 was finally passed in New Zealand government. Yay! So conversion practices were like any of those practices that seeks to change or suppress a person's sexual orientation, their gender identity or their gender expression. Now, the practices have no therapeutic value, as we all know, um, or any basis in medicine, as we all know, and no evidence that a person's sexual orientation or gender can actually be changed. So, Fano, if you need to know, the Commission is offering a free, confidential and impartial dispute resolution process for survivors of the conversion practices. All right? It's an opportunity to gain some closure and it will help many to begin healing and move forward from their experiences.
it's quite significant that this, this be happening, and especially from our Human Rights Commission, Anifano. That's amazing. So the goal is to help community spaces become more safer for our members or for our, our LGBTQIA or Kahukura Rainbow Fano. The Commission welcomes contact from any groups that would like to join them on the journey in terms of this kaupapa. Anyone in New Zealand who thinks they may have experienced it, has questions about the practices uh, or the legislation, you can contact the Commission 0800 496877 or email to info line or one word or lowercase at hrc.co.nz. Boom. Flat out whanau. Go there if you, you need that support. Last clip for Aotearoa News. Sport New Zealand has strengthened its diversity and inclusion responsibilities with the announcement that Rebecca Rolls has signed on to be the new diversity and inclusion manager. So, Rebecca is responsible for the organisation's Women and Girls Strategy and Disability Action Plan, as well as leadership and advocacy in other areas of diversity and inclusion. So, Rolls, or Rebecca Rolls, from Ngāti Poro, has previously represented New Zealand as a football firm and a white firm. Ka pai, Rebecca. Uh, they were established member of the Government Women's Network and as part of the New Zealand Olympic Committee Women's Sport Leadership Academy. Oh, man, that was a mouthful. Contributed to a research project on inclusive culture. So that was challenging unconscious gender bias in sport. She was also part of the, the, the Diversity and Inclusion Challenge Stream in the recent NZ Football Delivery and Sustainability Project. So for her, it was an opportunity to bring together the two sides of their career, leadership in the public sector, and what she has achieved in sport as an athlete, administrator, and director. So this is exciting. This could mean something huge and very different for our whanau in sport. We've got women's rugby coming up, you know, really strong. Diversity in terms of sexuality, uh, sexual orientation, um, and for our disabilities. So I think that's absolutely amazing. Yay, Aotearoa. Stunning, stunning, and stunning. Let's go over to international news. Going over to Singapore, this is compliments of Kuti.com. Authorities in Singapore have announced the territory is lifting its British colonial era law against same-sex sexual activity. The move follows years of legal challenges from campaigners. LGBTQ advocates from across Asia and the wider world have welcomed the move. Yay! Many of the whanau, many of the activists are happy that this has come about. They look forward to a future where they can hold their heads up high as equals in the eyes of the law instead of living as marginalised second-class citizens in our own country. Of course, they're going to move towards marriage. That'll be the next step or the next kaupapa in terms of moving forward. Um, and, you know, it's a work in progress for everyone. So, yay, Singapore, we celebrate you. Aotearoa celebrates you. Next up, compliments of GayNation.co. Vietnam ends conversion therapy, declares LGBTQ is not an illness. Yay, yay, and yay. 
congratulations Vietnam we knew Aotearoa stands with you too medical providers in Vietnam have been ordered to end controversial practices like conversion therapy as the Vietnamese government have said that being gay, transgender, bisexual or homosexual is not an illness. In a statement from the country's health ministry, they declared that being a member of our Rambo community is not an illness and cannot be treated or converted in any way. Yes! It's also said that the medical pros should treat our Rambo people with respect and ensure they don't face discrimination. Sam Kōrero, we know this Kōrero whānau. It's not new to us. It's what is new to us is that change is happening with it. And this is super amazing. Congratulations, Vietnam. Yay, yay, and yay. Going over to Sydney now. Compliments of GayNation.co. Sydney World Pride announces ticket sales and major events. So this is obviously for Pride 2023. Um, ticket sales have been announced on the steps of the Sydney Opera House. So, 23, Pride is taking place from the 17th of Feb to the 5th of March. Sydney World Pride will have more than 300 events across the city and regional areas over the 17-day celebration. Um, so, yeah, those tickets opened up in July, way back then. A thousand people created a giant human progress flag on the steps of the Sydney Opera House. Wow. Um, and so how they did that is they all dressed in colours and then stood in uh, the formation of a flag. So yes, our our POC and our transgender whanau, all of those colours are in there whanau. Stunning, absolutely stunning. Unfortunately, this is all we have time for. Aotearoa and international news. We're going to go into a beat now, whānau. It is what it is by Vintage Culture, featuring Elise Legro. Stay tuned. Be back with you soon.
says our window shot Don't mean I'm looking to buy He says he's dynamite But it was just alright He left happily It's all the same to me You wanna take your time Don't rush to settle down You wanna see the world You wanna shop around Cause men will come and go That you already know Why listen though Because I told you so It is what it is It is what it is, just like this. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is, just like this. Just like this. It is what it is. It is what it is, just like this. It is what it is. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast ask for freefm.org.nz. Via accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. A big flat-out shout-out to New Zealand on air. Without you, Free FM and camera radio stations wouldn't be here. A big flat-out shout-out to Free FM without you. Flat-out pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat-out shout-out to you, you fabulous you, for tuning in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on our show. We love having you on board. We love your feedback. We love that you tune in to the show and you can podcast us and you can link into our bookface page uh, flat out pride boom lady out turn your mic free funky fry gay fry yay all that goodness that last week there was it is what it is vintage culture featuring elise legron we're going now into hiv heroes out and proud stories whanau um 
this is the U equals U campaign, which is undetectable equals untransmissible. Kaupapa Kororo, uh, three episodes from HIV Heroes, and that's our whānau sharing their stories about where they are in those spaces, why they're there, and what they aim to do in terms of supporting our kahukura rainbow whānau from across the globe. Aotearoa has definitely picked up on the U equals U years and years ago now. So this campaign is worldwide and been going for a long period of time. But I wanted to share these stories with you. After that, we're going to beat Don't Give Up, Grammatic featuring Ryan Shaw and Prob Cause. Stay tuned, back with you soon. I'm a physician at Permanente Medical Group here in Northern California. During my residency, HIV, HIV medicine was something I was very interested in. There was not an HIV fellowship or specialty really. I kind of looked at, is there another way for me to really be involved in this organization and with this cause? When I started this, I actually imagined that I would do it once. So I've done 23 out of the last 24. I have always described the RIDE community as the world as it is supposed to be, and yet unfortunately is oftentimes not the world that we live in. Really an amalgamation of people who come from all walks of life, all really there for one singular solitary purpose. movement started um, in 2020, so through uh, some fellowship, um, I managed to engage um, a number of um, decision makers and government uh, leadership. Even then, it was in 2020, just before COVID, we decided not to, um, you know, to, to keep quiet and die down. So I mobilized um, a number of uh, people with HIV in different provinces. I'm excited that South Africa will be one of the few African countries to actually um, endorse and scale up you equals you. Yes, uh, my name is Dr. Prakhan Hanupa. I encountered the problem of stigma discrimination when I first diagnosed Thailand's uh, first three cases of HIV, 1985. That person was expelled from work and expelled from the apartment that he lived. Many people with HIV were denied from employment, denied from job promotion. You know, people say, I, I don't need any treatment uh, compensation from the company, just let me work and I get my salary. Nowadays, stigma discrimination is somewhat improved, but still a lot in, in Thailand. I think the issue um, some few years ago was external stigma. That actually affected people because they did not want to go to health facilities to collect treatment. And the same for many doctors, uh, including infectious disease doctors. It's afraid that you know, people will say, oh, you, uh, you encourage people with HIV to have unsafe sex and so on and so forth. Um, that's why we actually going out there to disclose our status and to show people that living with HIV is not a sin. Coming out of COVID, when I think about that, I think about the toll it's taken on all of us. People started kind of paralleling HIV and its onset 
with COVID. People didn't want to test people. People didn't want to be around people. So it really, really affected treatment access, HIV testing, treatment uptake. Having said that, there's a lot of, of innovations that HIV space can actually learn from COVID. I hope that the regulatory agencies will also you know, be more flexible for such trials. Scientists coming together, working together, everyone are working towards the same goal. Those are the lessons that we can learn. This community, sort of my community, our community, has so much to teach the rest of the world about resilience about strength, about loss. Some of the things um, are supposed to be part of your journey, and I believe that HIV is part of my journey. How am I going to show people who feel like this is not a part of their world, right. that it's a part of all of our worlds? In this fight, every single one of us has a part to play. We're hoping that we will win the internal stigma now and I'm living and in a stigma-free society eventually. I hope so. I really hope so. I am program manager here at The World Project, a nonprofit that serves women who are living with HIV and those vulnerable. I am a mom of two, diagnosed with HIV in 2008. I was 20, and I've been an advocate since then. Back at that time when I was diagnosed in 2015, I didn't know what to do. Am I going to die? Am I going to transfer my anxiety to my partner? People have to buy a while the stigma and discrimination. Not everyone in Indonesia is understands our movements. We're still doing things by ourselves. No funding, no nothing at all. So we are promoting uh, equality for people in society. I was born and raised in Kenya. Uh, my parents are both Ugandan heritage. Once my father moved over here, he decided to put us in a British secondary school. It was, it was a, a culture shock. So it was a lot of adapting and then a lot of explaining. <laughs> Uganda, like I said, was in a lot of turmoil during my childhood. We ended up losing a lot of people, close cousins, relatives, aunts. Science being my strongest subject, obviously, it was it just, yeah. just piqued my interest and it was something I wanted to do. Well, I would still like people to know that HIV is still a thing. Many people think that it isn't still you know, out here, that you don't have to worry about protecting yourself. To hear this theory of this concept of you equals you come out undetectable equals untransmittable is amazing. We often, so many times, will think that we're so different from the person next to us. We oftentimes are. Everything that related with anxiety is being connected with morality. So everything outside of that thing is like a abnormal, not normal. If you want to stop anxiety, I think so. We have to break down the stigma first. They cannot transmit in their HIV once they are undetectable. I was working in a technology assessment laboratory, just testing different reagents and have found a formulation so you don't actually have to do any fancy DNA extraction, which means the shipping will be cheaper, which means they'll have a longer shelf life, which means that even a local clinic that doesn't have a cold chain will be able to use the asset. I may not be discovering the next medication or 
the next vaccine. But I'm glad that I stuck it through because it's good to get to the point where you can see the impact within the HIV field. You know, this is how we can possibly solve this problem. Now there is a light. There is a hope.
Linda, my haramau, no mai, hoki mai, kahu, kura, rainbow, whanau. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live streaming and podcast hours via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic, love having you on board whanau, that last beat there, don't give up. Grammatic featuring Ryan Shaw and Prob Cause. Loving me a bit of grammatic at the moment. Yeah, love those beats. Okay, we're going into now what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. Let's see what we've managed to lock in. For your Friday the 9th of, where are we? September, oh my gosh, September already. Okay, tonight we've got Paul Night, and that is hosted by Waikato Queer Woman, WQW, at the Hamilton Cosmopolitan Club. That's 32 Claudelands Road. So join them for their legendary Paul Night, Friday the 9th of September. New venue, the Hamilton Cosy Club. It has a private pool table area, great food and inclusive staff. So join them from 6.30 onwards for a few rounds of pool, some friendly chat. Who knows, you might even win a meat raffle. That's also a Friday skate night at the official Hamilton Inline Hockey Club. Get your tickets from hamiltondevils.co.nz. That co-papa is at the Eastlink Skating Arena, 60 Old Farm Road, uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. Rolling on to your Saturday, the Coffee and Chocolate Festival. Wow. That is happening at Queen's Wharf in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Get your tickets from iTicket.co.nz. That's actually Friday and uh, sorry, Saturday and Sunday, 89 Key Street, Tamaki Makoto. Go to www.chocolatecoffeefestival or lowercase or one word.co.nz to find out more information. Next week, Wednesday the 14th, he toa reo Māori, 50 years on, te pītihana reo Māori 50th anniversary. So far, no, next week signifies or heralds the 50th anniversary of the reo Māori being uh, legal in Aotearoa, so... Get on board if you can't physically be there at the Parliament Forecourt, corner of Lambton Quay and Molesworth Street in Pipitia, Wellington, then go online and be part of the cope up there. Fabulous. Also on Wednesday the 14th, here in Waikato at Rainbow Hub Waikato, Queer and Crafty is happening. That's an evening for all our whanau. If you want to get up to anything queer and crafty, or just be both, or to one or the other. And it's every Wednesday for the month of September, 5.30pm onwards. That's level 136 Bryce Street in our very own Hamilton. Then the Thursday, the 15th of September, Elder Voices have a launch event. This has been held at the Hamilton City Council Civic Square. It's uh, Takatapui and Rainbow Elder Voice Have Your Say. That's at 2 o'clock whānau, so I know a lot of people might be busy, but we are not. Get involved where you can. And unfortunately, that's all I have in terms of events for this week. So whānau, that's all we have time for this week. That's all the events I have for this week. But if you have an event that 
you think the community would love, go to our Bookface page, flat our pride, and post up. Feel free. Share the love. I'm going to leave you with the beat, JC and Shipwreck Reality. Have a fabulous weekend, fun. I love having you on board. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection. Love, light and laughter out to y'all. We'll catch y'all up next week. Modi order. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.